Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is a, a special edition CES 2016 Day 2. It is Tuesday night. It's only Day 2. Wednesday morning. What's that? It's only Day 2. Well, it's Day 2 of when we've been doing podcasts. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. the good news is, is we're only doing three days of podcasts. So this is the hump, the proverbial hump over which we must... No, we're already here for the hump. One and a half was a hump. Wait, no... I don't know if that's how that works. Once we get halfway anyway. done with this podcast. Then, yes. Sure. It's okay. Yeah. We'll do that. Um, so welcome back. Welcome to our wonderful suite at the Mirage. Um, uh, and uh, everything is fantastic. We are missing one person. Who is it? It's um, Josh. Yes. No, Josh. I'm not here. No, oh, Josh is there. Hey, hey Josh. Uh, uh, Maury? Yeah, Maury's not here today. Yeah, okay. Um, Would you like to adjust Jeremy. Levels? Jeremy's not here today either. No. Right, so that's... They're uh, they're missing in action, but otherwise the, the important people are here. So we'll figure out um, what's what's going on. Um, uh, so let's let's think about this. We're just going to go in order of meetings today. Okay. Which means we start with thermal take. Yes. Sebastian, you went to go see thermal take. Was there anything interesting to see at the thermal tech? And and let me ask you this: Was oh. there a nice black piano there that they put really sharp heat sinks on? Yeah, that did happen once. Multiple yeah, times. Often. Just like slide the heat sinks across the... Like a really nice, nice black piano finish yeah. on a piano. Yeah. And then they put like the bare heat, heat sinks, sinks on it as like a display area. And then it had like all these nice micro scratches. swirls and scratch marks all over Oh, the there weren't even micro. There were, there were some serious sire sharp oh, really? scratches. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People drop awesome. them on there. Nope, it was. And we walked in, and there was like a huge, some kind of uh, monstrous case mod right inside the door, and then another. They had some cool stuff in there on display that people had made, but it was three rooms. Mm-hmm. They had a suite and another room, and then a room across the hall, and a lot of stuff. Way too much stuff to try to recap, but sure, just the some, highlights. Yeah, the highlights were, you know, we've already seen some of their bigger stackable cases, mm-hmm. and. A lot of RGB stuff. <laughs> that seems, seems to like, be a very popular uh, direction for product development. RGB, not only new fans, and my favorite thing from the whole thing was actually high static pressure RGB fans. Okay. And they have their own little mechanical controller. So they have like this little dongle that you put somewhere inside your case, and you hit a, a button, and it like changes the color. You have like a couple different controls. You can do the color cycle or solid hmm. color of any color you want. So it's a mechanical switch, not like a software switch. Correct. So I asked color. him about software. He said right now they're just doing mechanical because okay. that way it's like universal. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. And it way works simpler, fine. Way more simple to develop. Yep. And he had like a front, they had like a front panel RGB control that had the individual color knobs and you could very, you know, uh, precisely tune the exact colors that you right. want throughout your system. So interesting stuff there. The fact that they had a high pressure fan was cool because a lot of times you see you're looking at fans on new egg or amazon or something and you find the really cool looking fans and they're like exhaust fans they don't create enough static pressure to use them for a, a intake yeah you could use them for maybe a lightweight application but if you actually wanted real cooling from like a anything with a lot of fin density you mm-hmm. couldn't use it so okay. all right so they had that so and a variety of other things but very, very much about RGB. Right. So no new cases, no new cooling, like water cooling things. had some new things. cases. It was kind of like adding to existing models, like adding. Okay. It's very popular right now to have a shroud over the PSU. 
Yes, that is that is in vogue, as, yes. we, as we say in the business. Yep. In vogue. <laughs> I don't think anybody says that, but... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so fine-tuning and some enhancements, a couple of new items, but nothing earth-shattering. Okay. That's fine. No, nobody, and, and I think that's kind of a recurring theme we'll have from CES this year is nothing earth-shattering, uh, unfortunately. Uh, also at 9 o'clock, let's see. Nope, nope. I was supposed to go see Intel at 9 o'clock, but that was a bust. We'll see Intel at 9 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Arm. We went to go see Arm at Paris. Yeah, we did. Uh, they also didn't have anything new no. to talk about or to show, but they did have a couple of interesting things. Yeah. One, I guess, to start with is like uh, uh, what they saw as what the future of tw- – like what 2016 will be for smartphones, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the – the, the main concept what they were pushing was things are going to be interesting. Maybe not groundbreaking, uh, not revolutionary. But I posited to them that 2015 was pretty boring yeah. for smartphones. And, they, and obviously they would not admit that. They would go, well, we'd say it was okay, but 2016 is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Right? Which basically means 2015 was kind of a bust. Yeah. I mean, you know, certainly they, they release specifications of like the A72, mm-hmm. uh, the new Mali uh, graphics that they yeah, have developed, the model, yeah. like 800 series, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, they also talked about things Qualcomm were doing uh, with uh, their custom IP and uh, their graphics. Um, but what they're really trying to push is that at pretty much every price point, in the ARM ecosystem, you're going to have a pretty good phone. It's not like in the past where, you know, your high-end phones are pretty functional, but you get down lower and things get pretty sluggish, pretty right. slow. The features are bad. Uh, camera's bad. The software's for the camera's bad. All yes. of this stuff is just... But, but in 2016, this is going to change quite a bit because the SOCs, even at the low end are still faster than what we saw three, four years ago. Easily, yeah. And, uh, you know, the software ecosystem is is significantly more robust. Uh, certainly with cameras, you have improvements in sensors, you have improvements with the software, and improvements in actually utilizing all the different aspects of the SOC you're using, whether it be uh, just the CPU itself, the, the Neon uh, SIMD units, right. or uh, the GPUs in, in the different offerings. So... Uh, there's some some positive things there. Uh, 4K cameras are going to be a lot more um, prevalent. Prevalent. They, they talked in the about end. a specific uh, implementation of 4K cameras, yeah. where and this is something that kind of makes sense if you think about it, right? So the uh, uh, getting a good photo is difficult um, in certain scenarios, obviously. Yeah, he used the example of like you've got five year old kids and. Uh, they're all. You're trying to get a photo of all of them looking at you yes, and smiling at the yeah. same time. Yes, Ken, why don't you borrow the headphones? Uh, and uh, it's a very difficult process to do, especially if you've got like you got to time the shutter and you've got to get everything right. But with 4K video, you could do uh, well. It's like essentially a an, it's an eight megapixel frame every frame. Yes, eight yeah. megapixels. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so then uh, you shoot an X amount of frames and you go through there and you choose. The best shot. Right. You essentially record like five seconds of video, and then you can go through it and find, okay, here's the one where all the kids are actually looking in the right direction. I mean, it's, it's a good idea. It's, it's the same idea of like burst mode on a camera. Yeah, it may like, be a little know, cumbersome to go through 24 times 
five frames or even like 30 or 60 frames per yeah. second yeah depending five on seconds. your uh, <laughs> yeah that maybe would be a, a lot yeah and then you go through your photo gallery later and you have like thousands of images well that i'm look surely they identical. would yeah surely they would like group those together i think ios does that with burst shots right they kind of group them and then you pick one and you can easily yeah, discard and the actually rest now the new phones have that live mode Let's, let's not even talk about that. No yeah, and those are like no low qualities that. on the outside and the periphery. Yeah. Um, other than those two things, nothing really else from them stand out. Or um, you know, they talked about uh, how how they're they're they have DSP and some of their Cortex M, uh, but you know, DSP is something that Qualcomm's really doing with their Hexagon. Uh, but I think ARM is is mainly trying to get the software uh, ecosystem and infrastructure to primarily. Uh, leverage the CPU, GPU, and 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 the Neon, and that gives the vast majority of of their partners, uh, you know, pretty good opportunities to utilize the software as best they can without having to leverage, you know, these these DSPs. Right. Uh, we talked about uh, VR. Uh, they essentially said there's three case scenarios that they're looking at: the augmented reality and the professional market, whether that be like surgeons having you know cad designers yeah you know architectural firms right. doing you know visualization and then you got gaming and graphics which uh really really rough and then finally vr video which is probably the first consumer vr for the mobile that is going to be effective and and actually useful because they say yeah. you know with you need 4k screens and 120 frames per second to to have a good VR experience without the nausea, without having to see, you know, kind of the uh, looking at the world through a, a, a screen door type effect that, that a lot of the current uh, head-mounted displays feature. And, uh, oh. you know, doing 3D graphics. Go ahead. Doing 3D graphics with a mobile um, architecture yeah. at 4K at 120 frames per second. Is, right. So we were basically comparing like the a kind of a quality experience you can get with something like Gear VR versus yeah. the Rift and a, and a full gaming PC. And because you're driving similar amounts of pixels, right? If mm-hmm. you think about it, like on a, on a phone screen, you're getting up to 4K screens yeah. um, pretty soon. And you're getting you're – actually, like the Rift is slightly less than 4K uh, on the pixels. Um, and, you know – GPUs on the on the on cell phones are clearly inferior yeah. in every way. So you, you you either have to lessen the experience, or you have to change the experience in some way uh, until you know technology catches up. So yeah, so the, they seem to agree with that. The VR video is is probably the easiest for them to do because yeah. they're already doing 4K video playback sure. on on these handhelds, and you can you can do that when they're uh, right. finally. You know, we just talked about uh, some odds and ends about uh, process technology. They're Going 14, 16, probably some 22 and, and 28. I mean, the still. A72 is um, still very flexible. They've got 28 nanometer products out. They've got 16 nanometer that's it's coming out. And, and certainly uh, the one kind of last point we talked about is that ARM's architecture is not nearly as susceptible to process node issues as say Nvidia, AMD, and Intel. not just ARM's architecture, but ARM as a company yeah. is not as susceptible to like the long delay between 28 and now 1614 FinFET. Yeah. Just because their partners can build it on, like you were saying, they can build it on 28, they can build it on 22, they can build it on 16 if they want. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's probably a significant amount of changes that have to be made. Oh, yeah. On the architecture between yeah. those, but it's possible 
to do. And for them as a company, they kind of, I don't want to say it like pushes all the, all the danger, all the liability yeah, onto their partners, onto their partners, but that's kind of what happens, right? Yeah. They, you guys, you know, we I mean, give the, you the liability for them is that their partners go under and they, they don't get the licensing revenue. Yeah. And so that hurts them. So it's not in their best interest to, you yeah. know, obviously school. Somebody in the chat room saying the Rift is just over 1080p. That's not true. It is uh, 1680 tall by 30 something across if you count both eyes. Mm-hmm. So you're still rendering that many pixels. So it's definitely significantly more than a 1080p uh, screen in that regard. So. Uh, so that was ARM. Uh, next, we went to MSI. So uh, Ken and I went to go see MSI. Actually, I guess we all went to go see MSI at one point. Uh, they had some interesting stuff that were uh, some videos are encoding, uploading eventually. Um, they had a Vortex PC, like a uh, what would you call it? Like a small form factor? Like what they, it's they almost it? like I think that. We Mac, have the same opinion. About we what we it would was. call it something. The Mac trash can. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yes. yeah. Not but, just but, sure. is it, but is but it? But is it a triangle rather than a circle? It is, no. It is a triangle. This one. This the one's Mac more. Pro is a triangle on the inside. Yeah, I know. But on the outside, I mean, it's, it's a circle. Pretty rounded. It's pretty rounded. I know. Um, so I mean, it's definitely you know, it's probably inspired by that, right? Um, and, it, and the design looks internally kind of similar to that as well. Um, the idea is you get a six and a half liter space. And inside the six, six and a half liter kind of cylindrical ish tower ish space, um, they have uh, a full desktop processor, Core i7 6700K. They had two GeForce GTX 980s running an SLI, uh, MXM based 980s, but full 980s running an SLI. They had 16 gigs of RAM. They had uh, uh, M.2, two M.2 SSDs, I yeah. think. Um, four dim slots. Did you say that? Yeah, I think I said four dim slots. They said they were so dim. So dim. But there slots. were four of them. They believed. Yep, DDR four. Uh, and then they had like one cyclone fan at the top that's pulling air out, so it's bringing air in from the sides uh, as and well. Bottom, Again, yeah. very similar to what what Apple did uh, with the Mac Pro, but this is like a Windows gaming PC, right? With the Mac Pro, uh, even though the price point for the Mac Pro is actually less, what you're getting is something that's all about compute and it's super open CL heavy right. compute. If that works for you, if those lower end Fire Pro cards work for you, that's great. This is cool because it's like the same idea that really small cylindrical computer yeah. with that, you know, you have basically three sides. One is the CPU, one is the GPU, one is the other GPU. Right. And then the frame inside the case mm-hmm. is yeah. And then the hot air is drawn up from the top, and they're probably using a unified thermal core. I would imagine if they're only using. A I don't know. Fan. Yeah, I, I saw that there were there were heat sinks on each individual GPU okay. on the outside. Okay, mm-hmm. really. And then it was a it was during the it was a straight, video and it was an interesting looking fan. You know, their their vortex fan or whatever yeah. they want to call it is really kind of unique looking. So it, it probably. Actually, does create quite an interesting yeah. four pack something. Um, so the pricing on it starts at nineteen ninety nine with dual nine sixties, yeah, and, and a Core i five processor. Yeah. Um, and they said uh, to get the i seven and the two nine eighties, it was going to be closer to four thousand dollars. So probably like thirty five, thirty eight hundred, or something like that would be my guess. Um, display outputs: it had two Thunderbolt, two Thunderbolt three, two uh, mini Display Port. Two no. full size HDMI. Did it have mini yeah. DP? Yeah, it was mini DP. Yeah, two mini DP. Two Type Only C Thunderbolts. HDMI one point four. 
to yeah, HDMI HDMI one point four because they're nine eighties. I mean, it, so nine eighty supports two point Oh well, then if the nine eighty supports two point one oh, then they're two. Also, that demo TV did not look like it was running at thirty hertz. It looked like it was running at sixty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They might have had that wrong then. Um, it happened. Because if it's if it, nine eighty supports HDMI two point That's why I asked the question. I said, so, oh, it must just be like a, a pass through. Uh, and then you got like four USB three point ports, whatever. And uh, to me, it was an impressive combination of hardware, right? Um, that is very expensive, that uh, it has to have a very specific user set in mind, right? You have to be able to, you want to pay a lot more for this little tiny small form factor, and it's going to run Windows and you're going to do gaming on it. I, it's difficult to compare, but I think it ends up like, so the entry level Mac Pro is 2800 bucks, but it's a Xeon, two Fire Pros, 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gig SSD. So, like, pound for pound, it's the same markup as a Mac Pro, if not a little more. Right? But what Fire Pros are in it? Like, a, I mean, it there's does, a lot of Fire two Pros. Gig. Yeah, but that, like, if I say D300, it means nothing to us. Anyway. No, it's, but that's what I'm saying. 700, I believe, is what it equates to. They're not, they're, they're like $500. Yeah, but 960s cards. aren't powerful yeah. GPUs. No, but really. I'm saying, like, those, those could be, like, the same class of Fire Pro performance. Yeah. Um, in which case, in, in the Xeon part, is it a quad-core hyper-threaded? Yeah, it's a 125-watt part. Okay, so it's a desktop. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is, desktop it, is it a quad-core? Yeah, is it at the an base, it's a quad-core. The next one up, I think, is a six-core. Six yeah. So okay. it's a quad-core hyper-threaded. So, like, a Core i7... Or- it's, it's kind of a stupid argument to make, but, like, a lot of people rail the Mac Pro for being way too expensive. And like, but it, So for $800 less... Out, if you, you want to the- make every internal component a custom component like that, yeah, but it's expensive. It starts so... But, I mean, the MSI one starts at $800 less. So what we need to do is we need to find out, like, where the performance... Well, an i5 is stacks up nowhere near an i7 or a Xeon. Well, it's a quad. I mean, I mean, Xeon means nothing, right? Like a Xeon could be a quad core. There are quad cores. It's a three point seven gigahertz quad core Xeon. Okay, and so the, and this is what the, what are these? The sixty six hundred K maybe in the Core i five variant. Yeah. Right. So that's a quad core at I would three point five gigahertz. For nineteen ninety nine for that, it's a sixty five hundred, not a sixty six hundred K. I don't know. Either, either way, yeah, like it's a hundred megahertz. It's a stupid argument to make. I just thought I like I was. No, I was it's, just inter- it's interesting it to know like where they start at. But I, I, the most important part to me is really what the performance of those two GPUs are compared to the performance of I bet the they're two pretty GPUs. similar. I, I think the with the two gig of of frame, it's a essentially a seventy eight seventy. Yeah, well, I guess that's sixty is two gigs of frame buffer, doesn't it? What? Uh, Nine, yes, yes. Yeah, there are some fours gig. out there, but I doubt they're using fours. No, no, I, I but think that's Fire Pro. So it's it's it's. A, I think it's a seventy-eight seventy. Seventy-eight seventy, like or R nine two seventy, whichever it's you want. Pitcairn. So performance is going to be very very close on those GPUs. Yeah, nine sixty and Pitcairn. Yeah, right. It's just kind of the CPU is where the difference. Nine sixty is faster. You think so? Oh yeah. Okay. Because I just tested a. Uh, R nine R seven three seventy, which is the seventy eight fifty. Okay, and that gets throttled by a nine GTX nine fifty. Hmm. Okay, so maybe maybe the 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 MSI one is a much better deal in terms of compute capability. It was really cool to see, regardless. Yeah, um, they had a handful of new motherboards. Um, one that had like a gold fin a B one fifty motherboard that had like a gold finish on the PCB. It was actually really cool. Yeah, I, I think so. That's I think that's the same. Uh, finish it in that titanium board. Just that gold just instead reviewed. of a silvery yeah. titanium thing. And it appeared kind of, to be glitter. 
Yeah, it, looks, <laughs> yeah. it looked like someone spilled glitter glue on the motherboard. But I mean, it looked the, good. It wasn't like like super shiny glitter. No? It was like a matte matte. It matched your gold iPhone. Yeah, I don't have. But how those. sparse that that motherboard was compared to most any, any other. Yeah. You know, enthusiast. I mean, it was just kind of taking a step back to old yeah. school. It was. Yeah, it, it was, was a B one fifty. Yeah. It's like a budget. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was neat looking. Yeah. And they had like a new godlike update or whatever. So they we have a video. We'll have a video of that pretty soon, mm-hmm. as well as so you can see those. Um, and then uh, they had a the if you remember the GS thirty laptop they had. It was like a really thin machine with an Iris Pro graphics that had like a dock station for they discrete graphics. Discrete, like- yeah. They've updated this now that the GS forty. Um, that has a dock option that is way thinner, way better looking. It's kind of like at an angle so you can still use it while it's on it. Um, uh, and that'll be available relatively soon. And then they had a MSI GT72S with Toby, which is eye tracking software. Um, and it uses infrared lights uh, to shine at your face. And so then it uses cameras to view that. Um, and your your eyes shine under these infrared lights, whereas nothing else does. So it can What's see the long your pupils. Term detriment to your sight. Uh, it's IR, right? Yeah. So your lenses are going to heat up. Oh no, <laughs> they reflect back. So your irises like reflect back, right? Is that how it works? Under IR light, like the it bounces inside your eye, and it yeah, I guess so. It comes yeah, out yeah. different. And that's, so they have then they have stereo cameras that read it um, in 3D space, uh, and 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 the idea is that you're using it on eye tracking. And I thought, well, okay, what a dumb gimmick this is going to be. Did you like scroll down the web page with your eyes? They didn't. They had. They didn't do 2D. They did a game in, uh, demo. I saw they had a browser up though. Yeah, I saw that too, and I didn't. I didn't ask to try it because we were trying to hurry our way through. Uh, but the gaming demo was with the new Assassin's Creed, and it really worked. Way better than I expected it to. Sitting down in front of it. So if you've ever played uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, you're you know you sit on a thing and you have a grapple this time to like go between long spans and buildings, but you can only grapple to certain areas, right? And so what you normally do with a controller or a mouse is you would move the character's vision so that like his head would kind of overlap these spaces and then it would give you a prompt like yeah you can go here 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 here. Um, what they did with this eye tracking software and it had to be integrated in with the game was that. You didn't have to move the controller at all. And as I looked around the screen, those places would become active. And once I found one I wanted to go to, I just looked at it, hit the button, and the guy would, would do it. Right? Hmm. Like you would go across as if I had moved everything in there. Um, it also had the ability to uh, like pause the game. If you turned your head away for like more than four or five seconds or something like that, it paused the game. And as soon as you looked back, the game would unpause. So you know how it is. You know, like you're at home, your mom's yelling at you, the dinner's ready, and mm. so you forget hot to pockets. pause it. Your hot pockets are done. You get up and you you know, you know, turn around and you're yelling at your mom, Mom, not now. I'm playing my game. There's nothing wrong with living with your mom. No, I'm not saying there is, Sebastian. Um, but this, the game would pause, and then as soon as you're done yelling at your mom about your hot pockets, you turn around and the game uh, restart. So that was pretty cool. And then the other thing they showed that this game did was uh, if you were at a place that had like a dark area, uh, like maybe like a, 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 I don't know, like a like a dark alley, and then outside of that, you know, there's a really bright sunrise happening or something like that, it tracked your eyes, and wherever you were looking, it put into the correct dynamic range. So if you looked into the dark alley, it would brighten that up, and everything else would kind of overexpose like it would in real life, right? When your eyes started to focus on a dark 
spot. And then when you went back to the light area, the dark area would become you know too dark to see underexposed. Yeah. Right. And it was a really cool thing because you could just like move your because when he was demoing it to me, I thought, man, this monitor is jacked up. The brightness is going all over the place. And I was like, is that like, Can this, is it this tracking your work? eyes to see where you're looking? He's like, yeah, and most people don't notice that. And it's like as you look around, you're, it tries to keep like your eye at the kind of this default brightness and adjust everything else around it. I don't know how useful that is in like you know, a whole like actual playing a game the whole way through it, but it, it was really, Boy, really it could have really used it in Doom Three. Yeah. But it was like it was fast. It was responsive. It didn't feel slow or laggy. I didn't have to like look at something and like squint or wait or pause for the effect to take place. Does it yeah. require integration with the game title? Yes. It yeah. does. Yes. Okay, so it's not just something you install it no. as a layer and then nope. suddenly Okay. Nope. So on, on the MSI laptop, it's like on the bottom of the monitor, there's like a red stripe across it that has lights, LED or the uh, IR lights yes. and then the, the cameras that, that, that view it. And so it's integration like that that I think maybe will push some other people to integrate some of the stuff. They actually sell add-on cameras for laptops and, and desktop PCs as well. It's called Tobi, T-O-B-I-I. No, 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 no. No, actually, actually, it's it's Kunta Kinte. No, Toby. No, Kunta Kinte. Well, you can look that up, but I don't think that's going to be an eye tracking technology. Do you guys do realize? Yes, yes. We get, okay. no, I get it. No, no I get yes. it. Bye. T O B I I. Okay. Anyway, uh, so that was that was MSI. Uh, they had some cool stuff. Uh, and we'll have videos up on those shortly if they're not already up as you watch or listen to this podcast. Um, Zotac. You guys went to go see Zotac. What was there? A lot of things. Okay. What was uh, interesting that was there, I guess? Well, they have a brand new PCI Express SSD. Um, I wish we had a storage guy. Who would talk about I'm that? really focused on... I should get one. He was more interested in the uh, in the in the case mod there than really Who? the PCIe cards. Who are you talking about? I don't know. Anyway. There was this so there's a PCI guy. Express SSD. It's a kind of exactly what we've been Zotac PCIe SSD it's what we've come to expect from these new announcements it's gen 3 by 4 yeah it's using a Fizon controller and he rattled off the controller name which I could not remember sure but it had really impressive sequential numbers anyway it was 2500 megabytes per second reads 1200 megabytes per second on writes and seems good yeah, availability was upcoming. I don't remember exactly when. It was coming up a little bit later this spring. They only had one there. They originally had two units, but they only had one actually at the show. And it was in a running system, so we couldn't really look at it. But kind of your standard PCI Express form factor, low profile, heat sink. Sounds impressive. I asked him how the firmware was tuned, if it was tuned more for enterprise or home. And he says home. Okay. So it's tuned for throughput. It's not tuned for like max I.O. Gotcha. So then... Eventually, we'll get a storage guy to talk to us and review it. But anyway, go ahead. We looked at... uh, Of course, Zotac has a lot of mini PCs. Yes. They have Pico PCs and and, uh, Nano PCs. Uh, I reviewed one of the Nanos, the C321 Nano, I think, last year. Mm -hmm. And they had the updated version of that, but then they had... The most impressive thing to me there was a completely passively cooled... Skylake Core i5. It was a 6300U. Hmm. Okay, the same processors are in my, or in the new version of the XPS 13. Okay, I think. And that's right? actively cooled, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing was solid. 
Like he so, warned me when I picked him up. When I picked it up to uh, when I picked him up. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I didn't warn. I'm him heavy when I picked him up, but it's it was really heavy. And he said it has basically a massive aluminum heat sink inside. Okay. It was it was bigger than the footprint of one of their nano PCs. Okay. So it expanded out to so like nine inches wide, but still small, unobtrusive, absolutely silent, decent compute. Power. Yeah, that's a. I mean, yeah, that's an ultrabook processor, fifteen watts. So it's CPU. a fanless nook, but bigger. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but fanless. Yeah, no, um, no, no. That's that's is, is that's it a big short advantage. and wide or tall. Short like, and wide. Okay, that's about it was the I same expect. height as one of their other. Actually, it's slightly it's about two shorter. and a half, two and a half inches tall. Yeah, like it, it was actually okay. shorter than the uh, C three twenty one that I looked at before, hmm. but. Bigger than a bread box or smaller than a bread smaller. box? Smaller. Smaller than a bread okay, box. Okay, cool. Unless you like really crushed bread. And they have their own Flat version breads. of the compute stick with updated hardware, but that's coming yeah. from Intel anyway. Right. Yeah, just some like rebranding on yeah. it, essentially. Um, Radeon stuff? What? No. What Radeon stuff? I thought Zotac uh, Oh, was... they have a Z-Box with Radeon. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Everybody gosh, looks Josh at me like I'm an idiot. Well, the I was talking about the, the AMD Radeon card. No. What was the AMD card that was in it? Was I, it a mobile variant? Yes. Yeah, it had to be. It's like the 365M or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Talk yes. about yeah. poor timing. I should probably wait for a Polaris part, Polaris part to put in a device like that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Clearly. But I, that was one of the things that I told uh, Zotac was, you know, uh, one of the biggest requests when we look at mini PCs is I wish it had an APU in it. Or are you going to review one that has AMD in it? Because the idea of something small, low-powered, that has a little bit better graphics performance, yeah. you'd think you know, maybe an AMD mobile part or something. And because it's so in vogue to have a fanless device it is. For, a mini, for a micro PC like that, yeah. they won't put an AMD APU in it. So, once again, the only completely passively cooled with a little bit better CPU horsepower was Intel, but they did have an AMD system that okay. was not passively cooled. Then they had that Broadwell, the 5775. That was like a... You a with Iris Pro. Pro, perhaps? Yeah, it had C. like dual gig E and... The, the, 55, the 5775C was the one... LGA is the only LGA okay. uh, uh, Broadwell it was part a, with fifty three. Some I can't. Re- I, I can't remember. R. No, it was a C. It was a C. Well, yeah, the the the, so. the one we're talking about was C. The C was the socket. The R would have been the the desktop BGA for all in ones. That's what I think it was. Okay, I think it was fifty seven seventy R. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So. All right. Interesting stuff from them. Uh, we'll have the write-ups done, and yeah. we'll have okay. more details once we go through. Graphics, they they haven't had any new SKUs for a while, but they yeah. have, you know, a pretty extensive They have a lot of, of stuff. GPUs, yeah. Yeah, and so... And uh, a very nice arrangement. Alan got a nice photo. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Who's you? There's one of the guys there. Oh. oh. He's going to email it to me. Good. Should uh, have their uh, GTX 950 review out next week, so... Okay, cool. It's a good card. Uh, after that, we went to Spoiler Corsair. <laughs> we went to Corsair at the Palazzo uh, with our good buddy George. Um, they so they 
they had they announced a couple of new cases: the 400C, the 400Q. We recorded videos of those. That those will be up uh, eventually as well. Those announcements had already been made, but it was the first time we were seeing like the prototype. The announcements were made like this week, right? Like earlier this week, or were they before that? A little bit before. Okay. So uh, these are. I, I really like the designs for them. One uh, C for clear, but has a window. One Q for quiet. It is not have a window, but it, is, it has the, sound the dampening material. The Carbide 600 series just came out. Yeah, and it's a full size. Yeah, and this like is a micro or a mid-tower. mid-tower. Yeah. Does the, this, so it still supports a full ATX. Yeah. It, the, really? The, uh, I think so. Yeah. 600s are full tower, even though they really don't look like it. it. When you look at them... They don't look as big because as they're you would so expect a full squat, tower. You don't yeah. realize how tall they are. Yeah. But they are full tower enclosures. Uh, this... Switches it up. It, it goes away from that inverted ATX. It goes back to standard ATX. It's gotcha. a mid tower. Gotcha. So it's it's considerably smaller, but it has that same aesthetic. It's fifty dollars less. And, so, and they don't like tempered glass. Well, no, it's no. expensive and breakable. So, um, go ahead. Actually, it was kind of interesting to to hear the difference and kind of the thought behind the fact that you have an identical case. One of which has a clear side panel, which also is hinged and has a nice latch mechanism, which is cool because you just like grab it, unlatch it, swing it out. And the other one has a solid side panel. The doors slide off. There's nothing like fancy normal. about them. Yet the two are at the same price point. And the reason was, and it seemed completely rational, you know, you have noise uh, dampening throughout the entire enclosure with the queue. Mm-hmm, the 600Q, yep. or the 400Q for that matter. And a quieter fans. Then you move to the C, and obviously because of the clear side panel, there's no noise dampening there. They actually don't do any in the case at all. Mm-hmm. But to make up for the difference in costs, that the sound dampening you know, raises the price a little bit, they right. put in the nicer door. So Okay. It, did, did we mention yesterday with Big Quiet that they have double-paned windows on the side of their case to deaden sound That's a good idea. even more. They do that at my house, I heard. Very like nice. airplane. Yeah. Not only do they have yeah. double-pane uh, side windows, but they also put a rubber seal in between the two layers. Prevent vibration. The edge. Yeah. yeah. Sounds quiet. They should be quiet. Be um, quiet, yeah. So, of course, they had a lot of stuff. They, they so had the cases. That was the one like smaller scale version right. of the 600. Then they have some really different looking. Yeah, they got the bulldog base. So they have the bulldog, which is the home theater PC one, yeah. and then you know that came out at Computex yeah. time frame, and that was kind of a a, a divisive, divisive, divisive galvanizing divisive. galvanizing uh, product. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Galvanizing. Um, galvanizing. So what they did was they built the Spec Alpha, which is essentially you take the bulldog and you turn it on its side. Make, you it, make, it a bigger, make it a little bit bigger, and then you put a ATX, you know, standard kind of infrastructure in there. Uh, and I think it will have the same result for people. Either you're going to look at it and go, Ugh, why would anybody ever build a machine that looks like that? And you'll have people that will fall in love with the angular design, the way the feet are kind of angled and, and, and different the on all four Phantom sides. The did pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And it was asymmetrical and had some angles mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. It looked like a stormtrooper's helmet. Right. If you got in the white version. So that's the spec alpha. We, have, we had a news post on that. Already, we have video on those two cases. Do we? The 400s and the Spec Alpha. Are they uploaded? 
Or we will, um, well, we will have videos yeah. on them, if not as you look, one's watch One's done, this. one's still in progress. Okay. At some point in the future, when you stumble upon this episode, looking at back episodes of the podcast. Right, from a year and, and a half all ago. Of this video at least by CES 2017, this yeah. video should be up. Yeah. Okay. It takes a long time to encode on some of the, like, the laptop that Ken's using. <laughs> I mean, I've got a 486, so, I mean. Yeah. 486? <laughs> yeah. I was using that one. No, We're time yeah. sharing. Yeah. We're time sharing. Yeah. Time yeah. And then yeah. they had the, uh, the evolution of the Couchmaster. Uh, the lap dog. That's pretty good. Oh, the lap dog. And so it goes. Uh, it was. It's sold to be marketed with the bulldog system. It's actually a really cool thing. It's like think about this. You're in your home. You're sitting on the couch, just like this. You've got your game up on the TV screen. Uh, How are you going to control it? You're going to lean forward and use your keyboard and mouse on the coffee, coffee table? table. No, that's awful. No, that's shitty. You're going you to get your that. ironing board. Right. Set it yep. up in front of you to give yourself a table. Now, an idiot would do that. Yeah. Only, do an, only an no idiot. No one would do, no one would do that. Nobody would it's buy, hard to find lap desks these days. Nobody would buy a medical uh, adjustable height tray table. Tray table so you from wait, a medical supply you store, take the, the wheel casters season. off, and use it for that. No. You wait for the holidays when stores start selling those weird beanbag-filled lap desks again from like the early 1990s. <laughs> but those aren't wide <laughs> enough. So then you tape two of them together. And it's just, it's an ugly monstrosity. What if I just use a controller? No, but That's, controllers are for what? losers. Yeah. Oh. For PC so gaming? The, the lap dog is a platform that sits on your lap, as the name implies. It has a keyboard. It has a mousing surface. It has, like, places to run cables and stuff like that through it. Uh, and, it and it's fairly well designed. I don't know anything else about it other than does that. Does it do wireless? Because I didn't really see a whole I don't lot of think cables. So. Uh, I don't think it does. Because that would, I, to power an RGB keyboard nah. takes a lot of power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't, I don't think they do that. You, I mean, if they put a battery in it, like a fairly sizable battery might be able to do that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I didn't maybe offer it. I didn't think it. I saw any wires running across the coffee table. I think there were. We'll have to check. Maybe they Invisible were under wires. the coffee table. <laughs> I, I'm it's a wired sure wireless device. It's a, it's a uh, wire free device. Wire yeah, free. Wireless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the world's first wire free <laughs> keyboard camera. Uh, Ken and I went to Gigabyte. Uh, we saw. Uh, some new bricks devices, small form factor PCs, Nook likes, if you will, uh, Skylake based. We saw one that had Thunderbolt three on it. We saw one that had. Um, they all had USB three point one at this point. No, I think. no, no. Just most of them. The lowest end SKU didn't. Lowest end SKU did not. Um, Be they, because it, it, and in the higher, the mid range, to higher end, you get. DDR4 support instead of DDR3L and either the ASRock USB 3.1 controller or the Alpine Ridge. As media. As USB 3.1. As, as, sorry. Yeah. As media USB 3.1 controller or the Intel Alpine Ridge Thunderbolt 3 slash USB 3.1 Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, and they look like the ID has changed on them. They actually look better now, I think. It's kind of like a... They did before. Like a brushed metal look, but it's plastic. Yeah, it actually, looks fine. It felt good. Yeah. It was high quality plastic. Uh, they still offer, you know, the, the shorter version... That just has M.2 SSDs, and then the larger version will have two and a half inch SSD support. I3, I5, I7. Yep. Uh, M.2 for wireless connectivity and for storage included. now, and wireless is still included. The 7265. So those look neat. Uh, we saw a new series of motherboards called um, gaming workstation boards. These are based on the Intel C236 chipset and 232 and C232 for the for the lower end stuff um, and so this is like 
a response to the crowd of people, whether it be gamers on a budget or trying to just get the most bang for their buck or people that want you know, slightly more stable focused um, infrastructure, you know, like BIOS, not, not a whole lot of overclocking options, that type of stuff, uh, that you can buy the Xeon Skylake processors that have the same or better performance for cheaper when they don't have the graphics enabled. Mm-hmm. Right, but to do that, you have to use uh, C two two thirty six or C two thirty two chipset or whatever. Right, they've actually locked it out. Like, yes, the Z one seventy will not. So these motherboards will support the Xeon Skylake, or Core i three Skylake, or Celeron Skylake. Interesting. No i five and i seven. I think if you probably try an i five, you might get away with it. I didn't but... understand that. It's in their specs. It's just that's what they say. Uh, yeah. It's not an Intel supported thing. Yeah, yeah. There are interesting boards. They had kind of like a digital camo, like a desert camo kind of design to them. Um, you know, they didn't have a whole bunch of features because again, they're going for that workstation style class product. Did they get into overclocking at all? I asked them about that and. They didn't really say for sure. There's some base overclocking capability, like the base clock, but the Xeon processors are not unlocked. Okay. Right? So you'd be limited anyway. Like some of their Z series motherboards, there's a base clock generator, clock generator on the board to, or a clock generator on the board for base clock adjustments. Right. So whereas Intel still doesn't really allow you to do whatever base clock you want, you can sort of get around that with these gigabyte boards. And that should help with like we were we were in the UEFI and there were overclocking options. Were there jumpers it was, on the boards you could manually overclock? So there were overclocking options for um, multiplier, but I didn't check if you could go up. Right. Well, and you won't be able to you go could, up in multiplier. Remember when the Xeons uh, are locked? Right. That's what I mean. The so non K, like the the original 2011 non K, was it that you had like four steps you could mm-hmm. move up? Without? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like. Um, the the straps or whatever for yeah. the base clock, yeah. I mean it's better than that now, um, but I think the people who are buying these boards are probably not super concerned about that aspect of it, right? I mean they're not because they're buying Xeons, right? Xeons that are locked inherently, right? If you're looking at like the Xeon that's about two hundred eighty bucks, that is about I think it's a three gigahertz processor, quad core, eight thread. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, it's. You, I guess you'd have to compare that against an i5 at around the same price, the Skylake i5-6600. Well, so the, the idea is the Xeon parts, somebody's asking in the chat room, I thought Xeon parts were more expensive. It depends on what you're going for. Yeah, if you get like the 8, 12, 16-core Xeons, they're, they're yeah, drastically these, more expensive. These LGA-1151 Xeons, yeah. the Skylake Xeons, are not expensive. They're essentially Core i7 parts with the graphics disabled. Yes, and, and at lower clocks. And lower, slightly lower clocks. Yeah. Um, and then like you maybe you save forty dollars in the CPU or something like that. And a lot of people, you know, use or these on those forty dollars in the CPU. Really? Okay, so I've got this up right now. I'm searching on Newegg for the E3 V5s. So the one Sebastian's talking about, which isn't the highest end one, it's the E3 1230 V5. It is the first one that's actually quad core eight thread. It is a yes. It is a three point four gigahertz quad core eight thread processor, and it is two hundred seventy five dollars. The sixty seven hundred K is four hundred nineteen. It is four gigahertz, four to four point two turbo. So it's faster. Yes, six hundred faster by clock. Four to six hundred megahertz. Yeah. They have the same amount yeah. of level three cache. Yeah, eight megs. We'll thank Mag. Yeah, so I mean, I could see why people would 
You know, the, the people market. who are building machines, trying to you, know, you save a hundred bucks on a CPU. That's a hundred bucks you can put into a GPU. It's a hundred bucks you can put into an SSD, right? And so, rather that be for gaming or content creation or whatever. So that is the that is the customer that Gigabyte's going after with this motherboard series. So we we'll get some of those in. We'll take a look, and uh, I need to you know we we just need to like say okay, what are these? What are what is the community out there doing? They're building these machines. Let's just do it and see what the experience is like. And the interesting thing to me is going to be is this non gaming non consumer chipset going to perform differently in any way. I don't think it will. You don't really think so? Shouldn't. It shouldn't. Like there's no There's like a reduced number of PCI Express lanes for like the 232, but it's not But not the 236. Enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, looking at this like why wouldn't you buy a Xeon? Exactly. I would if I was buying a system right now, I would absolutely spend $100 less on the CPU. And are you More required then to use less. that Xeon chipset? Yes, you, are. you have that, to use the CGF36. That, that, like, that is the change Intel made with Skylake, is they you completely could, lock out Xeons from the Z-series chipset. Yeah. Whereas it just wasn't really supported any... Like, it was just a thing you could support do it, And before. sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it didn't, they weren't qualified. Now they're locked out. Yeah, yeah I mean, $420 to 275 and you're most of the way there. You're not yeah. completely there on clocks, and right. you can't overclock really. You might be able to get 100 megahertz out of it or something. Right. But like, it was neat. So I mean, uh, we we had seen other boards. Like I, we saw announcements a couple weeks ago from MSI and from ASUS about. Yes. I think there were one or two boards each. Gigabyte had like six out there. Was it six, five, six, seven, something like that? Different boards, right? Everything from micro ATX with the C232. To you know, some that had you know USB 3.1, uh, things like that on them. So we'll, we'll we'll take a look at that and see what uh, what they come up with. Uh, motherboard prices apparently should be equivalent to kind of like similar similarly specced Z170 yeah. boards. So your money, you're saving money on the processor. You're not going to save money on the motherboard. This is really not see. more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you went to Silverstone. Was there anything at all there worth worth noting? Really, I know because they were still setting up and they, we kind of got were, there early. And there's just kind of some new colors coming. This and that. There were a few interesting things though. Like I'll have a little bit more on it, but they had a brand new 850 watt power supply mm-hmm. the, at the same 140 millimeter depth so they keep on increasing the watts every year these smaller form factor power supplies get more and more powerful is this sfx no this was a- atx so the 140 oh millimeter right depth. okay the yep. real shallow full modular psus that they have they have the smallest ones i've ever seen and now it's up to 800, 850 watts for their small 140 millimeter depth. And I believe that was. We lost another one. Either platinum or titanium. It was above gold. Oh, okay. And then in the SFX category, they have a new 700 watt coming out and they have a new 650 <laughs> watts. Whenever you're. Whenever you're good, Josh, let us know. You had to go get some water. It's, and you definitely couldn't hear it on the microphone. It's got at all. some water. Anyway, sorry. So they had a new. Um, they've they've increased the fan size on even the smaller SFXs because they have an SFX and an SFX L, mm-hmm. and they increased the fan size on even the smaller ones now, hmm. up to ninety two from eighty. Okay. And increased the wattage again, so it goes from six hundred to six fifty for that same. Like, so they're skew. up to six fifty. 
for that SFX stuff. Yep, now. and the seven and seven hundred if you have a little bit more space for that longer SFX. Right, and that one That's goes up to one hundred twenty eight, uh, one hundred twenty millimeter fan. Yeah. Okay. So, and then they also because they've increased the power, have added two PCI Express outs on the back instead of just one. So before you could have like two cards if they both only needed a six pin, and now you can actually do two, um, two six pin. GPUs off of it, right? Or two eight-pin GPUs off of it. Okay. Um, then we went to Digital Experience, where uh, they gave me some sweet sunglasses, which I meant to wear on the podcast, but I totally missed out. They're sitting over there. Do you want me to go get them for no, you? No, I don't really. I can fill up some water. No, I'm good. Okay, and you're good too. Um, so, did anybody see anything that stood out at? Digital experience that they want to mention. I, like I'm trying to think. Like we, I saw Dell, we saw Dell. So we saw the new XPS 13. It looks like my XPS 13. Uh, they had a new XPS a 15. 15. Yeah, option. Uh, the 15. They had an XPS 12, the convertible, which looks, that looked awesome. Looks sexy until you put it in the keyboard dock. The keyboard dock oh sucked. But holding it and looking God. at the screen, it was a 4K display and a 12 inch form factor. Looks great. Why had just ridiculously sharp PPI, bro. And and usually I, I'm... PPI, bro. Half the battery life should. I'm the biggest... I complain endlessly about Windows scaling on higher resolution displays. Sure. This looked great. I don't know if they were just pixel doubling or what, but it was just... I mean, and fantastic. you didn't open the Win32 app that you use every day that doesn't support scaling. It looks like... Blood. Update your software, yeah. Neckbeard. No, Come on. I only use I'm, Metro apps. Yeah, what's up now? Yeah, and they're full screen. Uh, they had that ruggedized one that the lady threw at us. Yeah, yeah that was pretty funny. That was jo- funny. Josh was bouncing like, off the floor. Josh was like, "What's that rugged tablet?" And she grabs it and just like slams, slams it down. <laughs> it's rugged. That's what it is. Or words that got your attention, didn't I? Oh man, um, I, I will oh. say like back to that tablet. The, okay. the two and one, and then the wireless display, the convertible, like the fact that you can't like push the screen back, yeah. very far, like yeah. totally kills it for me. Yeah, and most convertibles. A lot of convertible tablets have that issue, and it's really stupid. Because if they allowed it to go any farther back, it would, it would fall gravity. off of the It mount. would tip over, yeah. So you either need to add more weight to your base and suck Which it up should, and have a total... Anyway. That's, that should be full of battery. Uh, well, theirs they... had no connection, so I could see why they would do Add a it. connection. But, Problem uh, solved. Yeah. Anyway, what was the other thing from Dell? You're welcome, Dell. Yeah. They had those uh, colorful, inexpensive ones, started like one ninety nine. Were they uh, Windows machines? Yeah. Yeah. Windows yeah. 10. Like if you have it's uh Windows HP 10 has Bing? a product like this. It's the uh-huh, HP the stream. stream. Oh, okay. So they have their own and it's the same one ninety nine price point. And it because of the version of Windows ten that's on it, Microsoft puts a limitation of two gigabytes of RAM and thirty two megabyte EMMC. Yeah, two, two gigs. I'm sorry. You can't even load the operating system. <laughs> in you that load storage. the operating system off of the network, and you have oh, 32 megabytes shit. of storage. SD card, bro. Oh, yeah, that's good. No SD card, card slot, though. Sorry. Um, really? So that was Dell. How do you not so, put an SD card slot on a machine? It's 199 dollars, but it only has 32 gigs of storage. I'm. I have no idea. Even like Chromebooks SD. have SD. Card. It probably has SD. Google Cloud. Googlecloud.com. Hashtag .net. Hashtag IRT. They had a 24-ish looking inch display yeah. with antennas on the back of it. And they said, this is a wireless display. So it's like, oh, is this like wireless HD? It's Y-Gig, no. whatever. It's the 802.11 AC. You just attach it to your home network 
So it's on the same network as everything yeah. else. And, and then Miracast compatible mobile devices and your computer can just broadcast to that screen. So they had a laptop, just a Windows 10 laptop, huh. wirelessly broadcasting to the display. And if and you had an Android phone, you could attach it to that. Yeah. Well, but it's an interesting don't. idea. So they, they said they're going to have a lot more announcements tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what they what else they come up with because the XPS 13, XPS 15, and 12 were already things that were announced. So nothing new. Uh, it's a digital experience there. Um, I think that might be it. I saw some baby stuff. I saw a self-installing baby car seat for uh, my super secret project about baby review products. Uh-huh. You're reviewing baby. You know what? You know what's cool. you know what's you know what's really hard to do is to walk up to a company and say. Yeah, yeah, no, my badge says PC Perspective when I review motherboards, but can I have your free baby stuff? Because I promise we're doing a baby stuff website soon. And then you take and it they home. they go, and like, <laughs> yeah, you just stuff. call me later sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, okay. we got nothing. Yeah, and I thought, like... I think we got further with the headphone people. Yeah, you probably I think did. So. But, like, I thought we had... Well, I thought we did okay, because we had this... We're two new dads. I have a six-month-old. He has a three-month-old. Is this his pitch and we're for a doing sitcom? This thing. <laughs> two new dads? Uh, and I thought... I thought we're two new dads, I, I, I'm cutting this part out. I'm cutting this part out. I'm selling it to CBS. Okay. Ken has no children, and I've got two 13-year-olds. Right, so it's different. Yes. You don't need a car seat for him, exactly. No, but I do need a straight jacket. Yeah. Uh, I felt like there was something else. Like, there's really nothing else that we saw that was like there. So there was a lot of cool things in digital experience, but they're all like not hardware like specific. Technology. Yeah. Um, weird, internet. Weird how that is. Hashtag. Oh wait, no. Wait, there was one. ViewSonic. Oh, we saw yeah. ViewSonic. They announced like a hundred new monitors. Apparently, that's uh, like. I feel like that's probably what they do. They're still around. ViewSonic's still around. Um, they announced VSync. I'm sorry. They announced G-Sync and FreeSync monitors. Oh, good. Uh, for the first time. Yeah. On display, they had a 27-inch G-Sync and right. monitors. They, uh, they had a 1080p, 27-inch, 144Hz TN FreeSync monitor on display. Not playing. Uh, no, that was playing a game, wasn't it? And then they had it a... It was playing CSGO, and it was maxing at 100 frames per second all the time. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the G-Sync one that they had there was... 2560 by 1440 IPS, 165 hertz. So it's very clearly using the same panel or panel tech as the Asus and the Acer 165 hertz IPS G-Sync display. Yes, but... Um, but uh, but they've got the it? three birds in the bottom. I don't know. You know the but. The price? Yeah. Well, they didn't really say. It's in their press release. So, he, yes, but what he the last thing he told me after we recorded was that he said uh, the pricing, it wasn't on the card for this one, but we're aiming for seven ninety nine, is what he told me, so which is exactly the same really price. Really tell they, the person that wrote that press release. Right, which is the Acer and the Asus, I'm which is exactly you, the price so there. It's a weird problem with trans... I, it's it's probably dollars. that somebody set the price and didn't realize that this monitor was already shipping by other people. <laughs> That's my theory. No, that happens a lot, actually. $1,217 is not a United States price for a product. That was what it was, $1,217. Yeah. Yeah. $1,217. I'm looking at it like, That's not a U.S. price. That's not no, right. somebody screwed that up. $1,217. <laughs> No, not twelve seventeen. They just kind of like stroked out on their keyboard for a second. Like, uh, twelve seventeen. <laughs> what they meant was seven ninety nine, possibly. This this feels like a twelve hundred and seventy dollars motherboard. Okay, me. now we or can have the discussion of would you buy a view, view Sonic monitor over an Asus monitor for the same price? 
Which um, I think is an interesting discussion. I don't know. I, you saw it like used I, to be the bomb. That's what I, I say. He said, like, he said, we've been making monitors for 28 years. Yeah. Maybe it was 38 years, whatever. It was. In their own time. factory, they've been making monitors for that long? ViewSonic? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. They don't source the panels from anybody else? Well, of course well, now they, they the do. Panels. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But they were so they like, the plastic, they, they made they the, make the plastic CRTs. bezels that you trust. That you've trusted for the last yeah. 20 oh, years. Oh, yeah. They're, they're flat shadow mask. We're inexpensive and they look the great. CRTs? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have three ViewSonic CRTs we in my basement. We don't need to talk about CRTs. They're not relevant to the situation. Whoa. Sure. CRTs are always relevant. So it, it, lag, it's, it's interesting. Lag, bro. My ViewSonic CRT it's, was pretty awesome. Yeah. It's interesting it's to see another kind of entrance into like GC. Hey, hey, stop it. Shut the hell up. Which number are you? Um, uh, to see another entrant into G-Sync and, 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 and uh, uh, FreeSync in there. But I don't know what else they're going to have to offer. Like, I, I scrolled through the press release. They announced a ton of monitors. Yeah, like, there's like a 1080p monitors. and a 25 and a 4K. And there's a TN and an IPS of each. And, like, for, for each it, for G-Sync and each for FreeSync. Like, it's very... It, it, it's like they hired someone six months ago and they went, Oh, yeah, gaming. Right. Yeah. Do they have know. the cool gaming aesthetic? No. Was it like I mean, red trim okay. and it sharp is, So the, the GeForce G-Sync ones have green accents and the FreeSync ones have oh, red accents. Oh, that's clever. It's, Do they still have the three birds at the bottom? Yep. Yeah. Nice. They have uh, – it's actually kind of neat. They have a, a, a headphone hanger on the, on back, the back stand. On the back of it like it folds out. Handy. Uh, what was that? The BenQ one that we had had that. Yeah. One of the first FreeSync models. They're very, they're very well designed. Pretty minimalist, not like super gaming, super flashy or anything. All matte plastic. They look good. Yeah, they look fine. I just like I, I was very upfront with them. I said, So how do you how are you going to compete knowing that there's two of this exact monitor in the market? And he's like, Well, I said, Is it gonna be on price? Is it gonna be on features? Is it gonna be on quality? Like, what's your angle? He's like, Well, you know, we have we have a good angle on all of those things. Like, you know, we think we could do this on Quality. We've been making monitors for 38 years or 2,800 years or whatever it is. Yep. And, you know, I don't know what that brings necessarily. Um, the FreeSync monitors are available like now. The FreeSync one they had on demo. The G-Sync yeah. one they said would be like middle of the year. So there's still... No, there's, I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, I it, was it was months like, from now at least. Like February or something like that. Yeah. So it's going to be I don't, a I kind of trust... Though. ViewSonic invented television. That's why it's called television after ViewSonic. So yeah. I, I trust them. You know, they bring me football every Sunday. I mean, they invented the Stone Tablet. They invented the Apicus mm-hmm. television. It's, it's just a long lineage. If I was looking at uh, the you same children. price point for Asus or ViewSonic or Acer, like a Predator monitor or something, and ViewSonic had the like most desirable warranty, say, maybe it's like a warranty or something. Yeah, no dead pixels. I'd be like, you know what? I'll get the ViewSonic. Is there somebody in the chat room saying that they would buy a ViewSonic, a ViewSonic G-Sync panel if it didn't look like a gaming panel? See, and there are people there's, who don't there's, there's like that. Like, I don't need sharp like, edges and yeah, bright like, LED light rings it's on gaming? my monitor. Okay, that means it's red. Right. That's what gaming has meant Even for a few years now. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the good. Asus thing. Gaming means so you anything, like anything really, else? really flashy, sharp edges. Right. My, my battery's about dead. Anything else from uh, <laughs> what's a screw it then? I don't care if your laptop dies. Yeah, is your laptop recording anything? So anything else from digital just experience, everything Josh? everything you do. Nothing? That's weird. Yeah, I mean, we just... Uh, Tried some up. high-end headphones. Yeah, yeah, were nice. those were sweet. The uh, uh, Odyssey? Odyssey? I don't know. Sebastian? 
Odyssey or Odyssey. It looks like Odyssey, but I guess it's but it's Odyssey. Odyssey. The Odyssey. Yeah. And then the sure guys, they both had really yeah. fantastic sounding. Josh and Ken went to look at Audio Gear while yeah. Sebastian and I went to look at Baby Gear. I looked at Odyssey first. I uh, <laughs> went over there and it's all they, about priorities. They have planar magnetic headphones. And years ago, Stacks had these things. You had to buy their amplifier with it. It was like a combo. You had to have the Stacks amplifier. These the big headphones with big drivers that move a lot of air, and it's all planar magnetic. So you have extremely precise control over the actual um, diaphragm. Yes. So what you get is incredible detail. Right. Retrieval. These are like they were lightning connector headphones, so they weren't analog. They had okay. their own DAC, their own headphone amplifier built in line. Okay. So like the little unit that would have like the microphone and the sure. the button to answer yeah. a call, that was a DAC. It was a 24-bit high-res DAC, and handled high sample rates. So I'm like plugging it into their demo iPhone and listening to some high-res music. It sounded fantastic. <laughs> it sounded real good. Yeah. And really good bass. Did you listen to last night's podcast on it? Nope. That sound is pretty crappy. <laughs> we wanted we, more. We shipped this podcast at like 48, 48K. Yeah. Yeah. Kilohertz. 16-bit. <laughs> I looped right. the PC per theme song. Over and over again. So you mean sabotage? <laughs> 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 uh, All right. Clearly, we have nothing else to talk yeah. about here. Um, we have uh, a large array of meetings set up for tomorrow, and we will have one more podcast tomorrow night as well. Hopefully, we'll record it a little bit earlier uh, than we recorded this one. Um, for instance, we have uh, Alan has a bunch of storage meetings. I don't know who Alan. He's in this calendar, but he may that not guy show from Zozak. Oh, Alvin Malv. Alvin Malvin. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, he'll be here. Guest star. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Intel, Asus, Inwin, Monoprice, Lian Lee, AMD, Logitech, EVGA, CSonic, uh, Crucial, Micron, Patriot, OCZ, A-Data, Good Plex, Lord. That Fizon. is a lot more than today. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Yeah. How about Think if about instead it. we just don't run away? No. We go watch Star Wars. Ooh, Maybe Star we go to the five dollar blackjack. There's a TV in here. We'll figure it out. Let me see what time. Just watch all of the nope. Star Wars. Nope. All right, guys, that's going to be it for tonight's podcast. We will see you tomorrow, despite what they say. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us. Good night. Good night. Good night.